Deep breath. I just went up the stairs, so I'm a little winded. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good, and welcome back. Welcome back to uh, Trash Talks. That's the name we've uh, sort of decided to go with. There's also the chirping salmonella bird. (laughs) (laughs) Today is Saturday, July 4th, 2020. There's a hotbed of COVID-19 cases in the States, and it's also Post Malone's birthday. So happy birthday to Mr. Better Now. Is that his name? Post Malone? Yeah, is his last name Better Now? No, that's a song. Oh, I didn't know that. that (laughs) You don't know? No, you don't know that? No, I try to avoid his music at all costs. He's not bad. He's not good. You know, he turns 25 today. He's younger than I am? Yeah, he's like 1990-something. I don't know. Wow, okay. He's younger than Justin Bieber, which is crazy to think about because he has more tattoos on his face than many people have on their entire body. Right. Wow. Happy birthday to Post Malone. And happy birthday to Justin Bieber. And you know who else's birthday it is today? My wife's. Your wife. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Tristan. Happy birthday, baby. I love you. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's start this off. Um, There's something that... uh, some big, the biggest thing in the news recently is the Jeffrey Epstein case, because uh, there's been an update in that. You know all about that case, I'm sure, right? Like, you know what there is to know. I know a few things. I know a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein. I know that he was uh, very wealthy, and he was a businessman of sorts. I'm not really familiar with what he sort of yeah. dove into, but I also know that he's dead now after being imprisoned for... Um, what was it? Not long. Well, no, he, well, there's the whole thing about Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Was he killed or was he whacked? Well, that's the thing. Apparently he had some information that people didn't want getting out. Um, I know he had like a sex trafficking circle. Oh yeah. Or at least that's what I've heard. Like I said, I don't really know much about him or anything surrounding him. Just the stuff that's sort of circulating on social media. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's safe to say that most people know what this case is about but for like a quick 10 second recap it's mostly you know he's a wealthy well he's a billionaire was messed around with little girls as young as 14 and he would he had like you know he would he had this woman this partner i think he was an ex-girlfriend at one point named Ghislaine maxwell and she would recruit young girls like young young like 13 14 mm-hmm. And um, out in Florida, he had this, like, villa, we'll say. And uh, so, basically, he would have these girls, like, hey, bring a friend with you next time, and I'll give them $200, and you $200, and then so on, and so on, and so on, you know, until you have this huge pile of girls that think they're just going over to a, a businessman's house to give them a massage. They don't really know what they're in for, and then they start... They're coerced into, you know, dirty things, terrible things, actually. That's kind of gross, to be honest. Even if it was just an innocent platonic massage, that's still... It is still pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's... No. You don't fuck around with kids. The thing I think that made this what it was is because he knew the type of people he was going after, and they were not always from the wealthiest communities or families. Right. So $200, especially at... 
when this started, like in the 90s, like that was a big, that was a lot of money, especially to a 14 year old. Well, that's how you lure people. Well, in this case, kids in, right? You, you know, look for what their weaknesses are and you use those weaknesses to your advantage to prey upon them. Exactly. So, I mean, as a wealthy man preying on people who aren't wealthy, you know, that's the bait. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, there was a slew of allegations and nothing really came of it. And then, you know, I think he got, did some, uh, some depositions or maybe he got some fines or something, but a lot of it was just pushed under, under the rug. And then, uh, it wasn't until much more recently, I don't know the exact year, but you know, that's when things really started hitting the limelight Mm. and these stories started coming out. Anyway, the reason I, the, the reason I brought this up was because his partner in it, like I said, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she was recently arrested. And the reason they didn't arrest her at the time was either because I think there was a part of it. Maybe they didn't have enough on her. I don't really know, but I know a big part of it was because you can't arrest somebody that you don't know where the fuck they are. Right. So I think he was arrested in March or sometime of that time of year in 2019. And then he was dead in July. And that's a whole other story we can get into. But anyway, they didn't know where she was. And they recently just found her in New Hampshire. Recently, as in like this year? Like this past week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So they arrested her. And that's really all that's come of that as of today anyway. Um, so what is the significance of them finding her? Like, what, what kind of information is she? Are they trying to get information out of her? Or? Well, yeah, this whole, like, it's suspected. And I think it's pretty clear that this whole story goes way further than just Jeffrey Epstein and that lady with a with a dozens and dozens of little girls, right? This is, a, like, could easily lead to a global pedophile ring with some very serious people involved. Yeah, what I've been hearing so far is that it's largely it's Hollywood that's largely involved in this and so like that's kind of where I'm confused about what's a conspiracy theory and what's actually backed up with fact. It's like for example, Ellen DeGeneres, there's all kinds of rumors that apparently have been debunked, but rumors that have been about her having to cancel her show because of um, some sort of trouble that she's getting into regarding her staff and her treating them poorly. But, you know, people have been saying that, you know, she's actually under some form of protection because she's involved in this thing. Oh, really? I haven't heard of that. That sounds pretty fucked up. And that sounds pretty. Well, that's, I don't crazy. know. I don't know how much of it's true. Like I said, I really don't, I haven't looked into this enough to really, yeah, you know, distinguish what's ridiculous conspiracy theory and what's actually the truth we're really talking on topics that we are totally unqualified to talk about yeah but hey that's the name of the game that's what trash talk is because we just you know we go with the flow and if people get bashed then but you know what you can't really talk about people like this without talking badly about them because an incident like this sums up their entire character oh yeah which is completely fair well, the one thing that I th- think about in regards to Hollywood in particular is that um, how most people view them, you know, sort of in the public eye and through their movies or television or, you know, whatever the case may be, is that they're actors. And so that's how you know them is the 
you know, character that they're portraying, you know, like even right. though like, like Ellen DeGeneres on the surface, like what we see on screen, she seems like a very outgoing, caring, giving, giving, giving person. generous, yeah. caring person. But that's just the character that she's portraying. That's what's making her rich. Right. There's, there's no way that's how, who they actually are. Well, that doesn't just apply to Hollywood. That applies to everybody in general. I mean, even what we're doing now, um, you know, we're having, you know, just a conversation. We're all pretty much relaxed, but it's like, I mean, you and I know how we behave off camera and when the record button isn't being hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. That's the same with everybody, like you're saying. And um, so it wouldn't surprise me if those that is true, like about Ellen treating her staff very poorly, you know, because they just show you what they want you to see. Well, exactly. They're not going to be cruel to their, you know, co-workers, let's say, on camera because nobody's going to listen to her. I mean, part of I mean, using Ellen DeGeneres as an example, like I think a big reason why she has so many fans and why so many people like her is because of, you know, her generous and kind persona and she's got a lot of charisma and energy and yeah and everything like that you know and she's got to maintain that character in order for it to be believable right but once the cameras are turned off you know she could very well be an awful person the most fucked up part of this is that for most of these girls i would say if not all of them but you know a lot of them this abuse when that happened it was their first sexual experience and to have it in those terms when you're 14, that's going to fuck you up. Oh, it's going to screw you up for life. Yeah. Right. You know, and you're never going to look at that sort of, you're, yeah, is, you're going to be fucked up for life from it. You're always going to have those thoughts anytime you engage in anything else in, the, in, your, in your life. Well, I, I've seen the effects of that firsthand. I mean, I don't know about you, but... You know, I've over the years growing up and meeting new people, I've met people who have been sexually abused as children and it does affect them. Right. Like they carry that around and some people uh, carry the burden of having anxiety and depression for the rest of their lives or until they're able to find a way to cope with it in a healthy way. And, you know, some people have um, a lot of struggles opening up to people, you know, not necessarily sexually, but just in general. A lot of people have sort of irrational fears growing up. Um, I, I know people that can't have sexual experiences with other people because of what they experienced as a child. So, like, and that happens to both boys and girls, mm-hmm. right? So, I kind of I can I can see the damage that it can do, and I don't know how far someone like Jeffrey Epstein took it, but I can imagine he screwed up a lot of people. Oh yeah. I want to get into a bit about um, toxic relationships because I know you like we we talked a little bit about this in the first podcast, mm-hmm. but I think we can dive more into this. Um, you know, I haven't really had a negative relationship where like I really disliked things for the majority of the relationship, but mm. you have. Sure. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing. I mean, every relationship I've been in, I've been in has its positives and its negatives, and certainly I've been responsible for the negatives just as much as anybody else is. Like nobody's perfect, and you know, ideally you learn from those things and you grow and become a better person. But um, yeah, I, I've definitely been in one relationship in particular where 
you know, I didn't even realize the abuse that was happening, uh, particularly because it wasn't physical. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, because I feel like this is a pretty heavy topic again, and a lot of people that may listen to this may have, you know, been in a toxic relationship or might be in one now. Mm. So, I guess my first question would be like, how did you know this relationship you were in was toxic? At, and at what point? And then how did you move forward with it? Um, I mean, things are always clearer in retrospect, I would say. Um, I mean, once the relationship was over and I had time to reflect on it, um, that's probably when I really came to the realization that it was. Because the thing is, is that like when you're actually with the person and you care about the person, like you never really want to admit there's a problem. And um, like I said, it wasn't physical abuse. It was more mental abuse. Like I was always made to feel guilty for things when I didn't think that I did something wrong. And it continued even after I apologized for things that, you know, in hindsight, I, I'm not even really sure I should have apologized in the first place, but did anyways, you know, and I felt like a lot of things that I wasn't involved in were being projected onto me. So it was, it was that kind of abuse. And, um, you know, in the moment you always find an excuse for it or, you know, you try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it takes a toll on you at the same time. Right. Because, you know, just because you're able to do those things, it still affects you emotionally and it kind of weighs you down. And, you know, the momentum that you build for yourself to do good things in life or in your relationship are kind of brought to a halt because you're always feeling negative emotions for things that you're supposedly doing. You yeah. know, like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm sure there are occasions where I did do things I shouldn't have done and hopefully I don't do them again. Right. Like you get in fights and you say things you don't mean and stuff like that. But I felt like more often than not, I was feeling guilty and feeling bad and apologizing for things that I don't think that I really should have been. Do you think that was like a form of this, like of her trying to like genuinely wanting to be with you, but trying to change you? Or do you think she just has like, she's just very manipulative in nature? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. Like even now, I can't really... She was never a mean person. No. Well, that's the thing. I can't say with certainty that it was intentional behavior. I think it was more just the fact that she had issues that she didn't resolve directly. Mm -hmm. And it, she projected those issues on to me. Yeah. And I don't think it was on purpose. And the other thing, too, is that she was raised in a different family by different people. And so it's quite likely that she had a different set of values and she was raised to handle conflicts in a certain way, which, you know, I definitely don't agree with, but I mean, you know, she was 21 or 22. I can't remember. So that's 22 years of being taught how to do things a certain way and how to behave. Yeah. Right. And that's obviously clearly very different than how I was raised, you know, so we had different values, different opinions, different ways of conflict resolution. You know, she probably dealt with, uh, quite a variety of different forms of abuse growing up. And so it was just her norm. And for me, it wasn't a norm, right. you know, and right. part of the reason why I dealt with it is because, you know, I always found a way to see past that, see the good person that's in there. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think the relationship was pretty one-sided for the most part? Like you found yourself trying a lot harder to maintain the relationship than she, than, than she did. No, I don't think so. Like, I think she was trying her best. It's just 
it's one of those things where, you know, in order to have a healthy and successful relationship, it's got to be reciprocal. And, you know, you have to resolve your own personal issues before you can try and, you know, form a life with somebody. Right. I remember this one time. So really quick, there's this, I remember this one time I woke up or I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I was in the kitchen and you and her were in the kitchen and you were driving her to work or something like that. And, you know, do you know, do you know the story I'm talking about? Not yet. With the eggs. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like this is just one instance that I remember and it's probably not like the most like important one to point out, but it's, it just sort of gives you a glimpse of what her personality was like. Mm -hmm. So you were making eggs for her sister like for breakfast because she went to work without breakfast one day or something right okay yeah yeah so, what she, are you so yeah so she her sister who's quite a bit older more of like an aunt i guess um went to work and didn't have breakfast and you know we just wanted to do something nice or more she wanted to do something nice and i played a part in it like i mean i didn't really care <laughs> yeah but it's like okay sure why not and um I didn't have a whisk. Like I always just scrambled eggs with a fork because who cares? It works. And she <laughs> insisted that a fork wasn't good enough that I should use a whisk. And if I don't use a whisk, then the eggs aren't going to mix properly. They're not going to scramble properly. And maybe that's the case. Maybe they aren't restaurant quality, but I mean, it works. They're scrambled fucking eggs. Yeah. You know, and that was basically my case. It's like, well, these are my eggs and this is my house and this is my kitchen and I don't have a whisk and I'm making food for somebody that I don't, I wouldn't normally go out of my way to make food for. And so I'm going to do it my way. And if you want to do it your way, then you can do that in your own home <laughs> with your own eggs in your own. This utensils. is so stupid. It is stupid, this but that's the, the thing. It's like this thing that it, I had ever witnessed. Yeah. Because she was giving you a hard time about how you were doing her a favor. Right. You are cooking. You were cooking her sister breakfast because this 40 year old went to work without breakfast one day. Who cares? It's not my problem. And she's a grown woman. She can go get something from Tim Hortons. That's point number one. Right. The second point is she's complaining about how you're doing her a favor. And then to get on somebody's case about, well, you should really use a whisk instead of a fork. Well, that, that should have been the end of the argument. Oh, okay. Well, next time I don't have a whisk. I'll yeah, go buy one. How? I don't even know, like, why someone would, like, it just seems like irrelevant. Like, why even mention that? Like, it's just why it's it's just one of those things that she i feel like she knew was going to start an argument and she went with it because she had this need to be right and she was like determined that like no this is the right way you use a whisk to well, beat eggs well that's the way it, it always was it was her way or the highway like there were several instances where i was you know around christmas time helping her wrap presents because she was late getting to christmas brunch yeah. You know, and so I did what made sense to me. It's like, okay, smaller presents go into smaller boxes with this color because it's meant for a boy. And then, you know, and she's in the shower and then she comes out and she takes apart everything that I did because she had specific boxes intended for specific people. And she didn't express that to me. So I had no idea. And it ended up becoming an argument and she was accusing me of not giving a shit and just kind of like half-assing it. And, and again, it's like, you screwed up. I'm doing you a favor and I'm trying to help. You didn't give me specific instruction. No, it's not common sense. 
and you know what I mean? And all of a sudden I was made to be the bad guy. And it was, in my, in my opinion, like the whole fundamental point of the argument was completely arbitrary and it didn't matter, but that ended up being two hours long. And I was defending myself trying to say like, you know, if you wanted this done a certain way, you should have told me I'm trying my best to help you. Don't accuse me of not caring. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be helping you and I probably wouldn't even be here, Mm. you know, and like just stupid, you know, tedious, well, not tedious is the word I'm looking for. Just, uh, just pointless things. Yeah. Ended up becoming huge huge arguments, huge arguments. And it's just like, at the end of it, it's like, I have a headache. I didn't really care about what we're talking about in the first place because it's silly. It's just nonsense, you know? And again, it's like, basically the only way to end this argument is to apologize. And that's an example of me apologizing for something I'm not sorry for. Do you think it was a lot of the fights started um, because she is very opinionated or she has this like desire to be right and get the last word? Well, it's both. Because those both those though both of those things sort of tie in together. Well, it's it's both, and then she always had this undying need to be validated all the time, even when what she was saying or how she was behaving wasn't valid. Right. Right. And it all like not all the time, but in a lot of cases, it's just she was playing the victim, like I was doing something horrible. And it's just like, I'm not, yeah, like I'm not doing anything wrong. And there was one case where we were going on a bit of a road trip and we were staying in a hotel room and I'd been driving for 12 hours and I was absolutely exhausted. And, you know, we found a pretty, you know, reputable and higher class hotel and we got in the room and I looked around and I'm like, okay, this looks nice. And I started, you know, putting my stuff away and getting settled for the night. And I was just going to jump into bed, but she was a little more paranoid and she was like crawling on the floor, looking under the beds for what? Just making sure everything was clean. Like stains and stuff, like no bugs and shit. Yeah. No bugs, no stains and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And like, whatever. Like right. I personally am not, worried about it i'm not a germaphobe by any means so even if there are stains and stuff it's like well i'm gonna shower in the morning anyways okay and i'm exhausted right and she got mad a because i didn't care and b because i wasn't helping her and it's like well i'm not criticizing you for giving a shit if you want to make sure the place is spotless go for it yeah right i don't care because i'm not a germaphobe and she's like oh you don't care about my comfort it's like i do (laughs) <laughs> like if you find a bug or a stain or something and you're not comfortable, we leave, we go get our money refunded. We go find another hotel, but it's like, no, but you're not crawling on the floor with me, helping me. It's like, do you need help? I just drove for 12 hours. I'm tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that became like a three hour argument. It's like, I'm Before already, you go to bed. Yeah. So like, I'm already tired. It's late. I've yeah. been on the road for 12 hours and basically I ended up getting two hours of sleep before finishing the drive because she just wouldn't drop it yeah you know and again it's like apparently i don't care apparently i don't care about her comfort i don't care about her opinions i don't validate her just whatever and it's just like jesus christ it's like you didn't even ask for help and this these issues weren't even like the result of two people you know just 
exiting the honeymoon phase where everything is peachy keen all the time, all the time. Right. This also wasn't a case of two people getting to know each other. This was going on the entire course of your relationship, which was how long? Two years, two and uh, a half, about two and a half years. Uh, and the, f- the first few months, um, that didn't happen at all. In fact, it was weird. Like she was apologizing all the time for things that she didn't need to. Like I wasn't even upset or angry or criticized or I didn't even bring, like she would do something and I wouldn't even think or say anything of it. And then she would apologize. And I told her, it's like, you don't, yeah, like you have nothing to be sorry for. Yeah. The first couple months of every relationship for the most part, I think are always great, you know, because it's new. It's, it's, it's exciting. And right. You know, you see no, you see no bad in the other person and sort of create like this halo over top of them. Like they can do no wrong. But then once that goes away, then you start seeing all the quirks and all the negatives we'll say about the other person. Mm. And it wasn't even, you know, that's completely normal. But what isn't normal is only seeing negatives in that person. And then it's not the right relationship at all. No. So what was the last straw for you? Like there was there, I guess, was there a, an instance that was like, fuck this, I've had enough. Well, there, there were plenty of instances and we had broken up more than once, Mm. like probably two or three times. And, you know, um, at first I just kind of found a way to, you know, reconcile our issues and get past it because it wasn't all negative. There were certainly positive aspects to the relationship or why would I be involved in it? Um, but I think the last time we broke up and the reason why it stayed that way is because, uh, she moved, she moved to, she moved back in with her, her family in Milton and she was going to school. I think I don't even know where she ended up going, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the relationship in itself just became harder because of the distance. And it is just not worth it. You know, like well, it's, it's sort of like you're pulling teeth to stay together. Now you got the distance against you guys, too. And it's just whatever. Yeah. And honestly, a, a lot of the time, like actually. At least towards the end, um, we kind of got back together because like I'd broken up with her and then she came back to me and I was like, okay, you know what? Like, let's try again sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I, like I'd already had enough. So when we broke up for the last time, I had already pretty much lost all sort of emotional attachment and I was able to move on fairly quickly. I didn't, it didn't like the last time we broke up, it didn't bother me at all that we had broken up. I just kind of, it's like, okay. Well, that's good though. Kind of worked out. That's good in its own sense. We'll just made sure that it was the right decision. I didn't go back. Yeah. I think at the least it was a good learning experience. I mean, not that I've had to utilize any new knowledge, but um, I at least know when to put my foot down, where to draw the line as to what's acceptable and what isn't. Before we wrap this up today, I want to talk about who did not make the right decision. Costco. Have you heard about this cake scandal? What the hell was that? Oh, the lights. Oh, my computer died. Whatever. It's fine. Have you heard about what Costco just announced in the news? No. Okay. You know those sheet cakes? Shit cakes? <laughs> sheet cakes, like those big fucking party cakes. Yeah. They're like $20 and they come in like chocolate or vanilla and they kind of taste like garbage, 
but like you get them because they're affordable and they can feed like a mass amount of people. Right. Okay. Sure. So Costco just announced that they're discontinuing those because of COVID. What does that have to do with COVID? Well, a couple things. And like, it does make sense. And I hope they come back. But the, the reasons that I read was because, first of all, because social gatherings are limited in numbers. <laughs> it's supposed to be. No one should be eating that much cake. <laughs> you know, so there's less demand for it because so people are congregating in smaller numbers. So there's, you know, they don't need such a mass amount of cake. Well, exactly. And plus people flooding the hospitals, apparently with COVID-19, they don't need a bunch of diabetics and heart attacks coming in as well because of the excessive cake. I don't think that's part of it, but we sure. <laughs> but the other reason was because like this actually makes sense is because so many workplaces and Costco included is that, you know, they're on limited staff. So there's less staff in every department and the bakery being one of those. Right. So there's less people to make the cake. So now what they're doing is they've decided to focus on they're 10 inch round cakes and they again they come in chocolate or vanilla mm-hmm. but it's not the same i don't know how much they are but like would you rather have you know two feet by one foot of cake for 20 dollars, or a 10 inch round fucker for x amount of dollars um i'm sort of biased because i don't really eat cake so i would actually just get a pizza instead (laughs) a pizza yeah a pizza pie well they are pretty similar you know like you can make them what what you want well put it this way i would much rather get a i can't remember your measurements but i'd rather get that massive pizza opposed to a 10 inch round pizza and they have big fucking pizzas that you can get and I'm glad like they, anywhere. I'm glad they haven't discontinued those. Yeah. I'll, the I'll pizza will not be discontinued anywhere. But Costco might they haven't announced whether or not they'll bring it back. I'm sure they would. And the reason is there's a petition, and I encourage everyone listening to go sign it. There's a petition to bring back the sheet cakes. It's on change.org. So you know it's legit and you know, you know, there's passion behind those keyboard warriors. From today, there's about 495 signatures on this and out of 5,000. But you can sign the petition at change.org slash Costco bring back the sheet cake. Just putting that out there. I think I'll sign it for you because I know you're going to miss it. (laughs) I'm coming off like such a fat ass in this, but I'm (laughs) like, I feel like I didn't eat. I didn't just buy that cake for a random Saturday, but like. It was one of those staples where, like, you know that there's going to be a huge Costco sheet cake if you're having, like, a big family reunion or, like, a birthday because cakes are fucking expensive. You go to Dairy Queen, an ice cream cake for, like, six to eight people is, like, $40. Mm-hmm. Where you can buy this cake that's, like, 40 to 60 people for 20 I kind of missed the good old days when Tim Hortons would make and sell cakes. Because they were cheap, you can get a Black Forest cake for t- like $10, $10. I don't remember that at all. No? Tim Hortons? Yeah, it was a long time ago, but they used to. At least the one that I would go to in Brampton. Are you talking about Cold Stone Creamery? No, Tim Tim Hortons. Yeah, but there was in a lot of Tim Hortons, there was a Cold Stone Creamery oh. for like a little bit of time. It was like an ice cream thing. No, as far as I know, it was wow. just cakes. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and the thing is, is that they don't serve 
20 people. It's like a normal size cake. So you have an excuse not to have 20 fucking people in your house. If you want to have five people, which is more reasonable and manageable, it's like, sorry guys, there's only enough cake for five. Yeah. I guess all you can do now is instead of buying the massive cake, you just buy two or three of them and just eat it to yourself. And it'll, sure. it'll be the same amount of cake anyway. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Check in uh, next week while we talk about some check, other trash. Yeah. Check in trash. <laughs> tune in next week we'll be back here in uh jeff's basement and um we'll see you then it's a studio thanks for listening to trash talk goodbye